morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading parshas, the two parshios of Chukas and Balak. Ah, after this Shabbos, we catch up with Eretz Yisrael. Next week, we're all into parshas Pinchas. According to the Chinuch, parshas Chukas contains three mitzvos. They all revolve about the Torah Aduma, the opening part of Parshas Chukas, and Parshas Bolok, according to the Chinuch, does not contain any of the Tariag mitzvot in the formal sense. I use that term because you do have in Parshas Bolok, according to the Rambam, the strong reference in the Torah to the concept of Moshiach, one of the 13 basic principles of Jewish faith, Anima Min Bermuna Shlema, number 12 is Bevias HaMoshiach, that there will be a Moshiach, and Pisha Yisma Mea, even though he might tarry in his coming, Achakelo, literally I pine and wait for him. Literally, every day it is going to come. Where do we find this in the Torah? We find it in Parshas Bolok. In chapter 24, Pasuk 17, says Bilam, and it's very, very fascinating that this reference should come through a non-Jew because... Mashiachius is going to affect not just the Jewish people, but the entire world. In chapter 24, Pasuk 17, says, Bilam arenu Voloato, I see him coming, but not now. And Dorach Kochov Meyakov, a shooting star, is going to literally come forth from Jacob. And depending upon the worthiness of Israel, the Gemara in Sanhedrin 98a teaches, if we are worthy, Mashiach will come like a shooting star, and a flash the entire world will see. And if we're not worthy, he will come, literally taking, unfortunately, his time. And we are to be anxious, we are to pine for his coming daily. Okay, I'd like to focus on, when we talk about Parashas, Bullock. why is this story written in the Torah? I know it from last year, the story of the talking donkey. Again, I have to come to shul, I have to hear this, and the answer is yes. Because beneath the surface, or really on the surface itself, the Torah is talking to each and every one of us. How so? We go to the Mishnah in the fifth parak of Avos, and it's towards the end of the fifth parak, and that is Mishnah 5, Perak 5. Mishnah 22, and interestingly, this is the week of the fifth chapter of Pirkei Avos, 
And the Mishnah teaches us the following point. Whoever has these three qualities, they are mitamidov shal avram avinu. They are proudly to be considered the disciples of Avram. However, if a person has three other qualities, unfortunately, he's in the class of Bilam Harasha. Now, what are the attributes of Avraham Avinu? Says the Mishnah, Ayin Tova, literally, a good eye. Now, what does a good eye mean? A person who is not only satisfied with what he has, but he has no jealousy upon what the next one has. One who is hospitable. Avramavinu hachnosas orchim. One who's there for others. And basically, remember, two kinds of persons in this world. There are givers and there are takers. So a giver is a person with a good eye. And we continue. The second trait of a disciple of Abraham is Ruach Nemucha. Ruach Nemucha is a humble temperament. What does that mean? When Abraham speaks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to please save the cities of Sodom, so what does he say on his own behalf? Anochi, who am I to come and speak? Offer Ve'efer. Later on, when he needs a burial plot for Sarah, or how does he characterize himself to Bnei Ches? Ger b'toshav, anochi imochem. So that's the second of the three traits, and the third is a nefesh shvola. And what's a nefesh shvola? A lowly spirit, namely a person who rejects luxuries and by where do we find Abraham Avinu who says Im mikol I'm not going to take from the king of Sodom anything right and why lo somar you shouldn't be able to say ani sharti as Abraham that I was the one who made Abraham wealthy Abraham wanted to get it <clears throat> as God told him he would get it when he said Lech lecha, I will bless you and you will be a blessing you will have wealth let it come from Hashem and not from so these are the three qualities of a positive individual and the Mishnah goes on to say ouch that if a person has an ayin raha an evil eye as and then Rashi explains how these apply to Bilam, Rashi on the Mishnah, Vayavu, Vayar, excuse me, Es Yisrael, he sees Israel, Shulchein Lishvatov, number one, he casts an evil eye, the Ayin Ra, but more than that, he's looking to curse Bnei Israel, Ruach Kevoa, a person with a haughty temperament, whereby I can't go with you, he says to the first delegation that come to gate him meaning you're not worthy enough you're a lower cabinet member I need a higher person a vice president to come to get for me not somebody of your class and finally a nefesh a person
person who has an insatiable spirit. And what's that? You find clearly that he says, If Bullock will give me Melopeso, right, his whole house full of riches, okay, what do we see? That's what he wants. Melopeso Kesebizov, all the riches that has, that Bullock has. Now, it's interesting that we find this same wording of if you'll give me all the riches later on in the sixth chapter of Avos. And there we're told that Rabbi Yossi ben Kisma was once on the road and he met a man who greeted him. And the man asked him, Rebbe, where are you from? I told him I'm from a great city of scholars and teachers. He said to me, would you be willing to live with us in our place? Would you take the job of being the rabbi in our town? I'll then give you a million gold dinarim and precious stones and pearls. And he answered him, were you to give me all the silver and gold and precious stones and pearls in the world? I would live nowhere but in a place of Torah. Oh, now here, this is praiseworthy. Why is it that we contrast almost the exact same language that what Bilaam says, if Bullock will give me his house full of riches, I have to still listen to God. So why is it that from Bullock he is considered a nefesh rechava, the insatiable spirit? So I'll offer two possible explanations for this. Number one, a little bit of psychology. That man desires only something that is within the realm of his attaining, reason, accomplishment, but something which is way beyond, for that he has no desire. Therefore, Rabiosi, who says, even if you have to give me all the riches in the world, which is something which is impossible to do, it's only a melitza. It's only a form of speech. However, clearly, this is not what he wants. But Bilam says, if Bolok will give me, Melopeso, all the riches in his house, ah, oh, that's attainable. It shows that that's what he wants. He's interested. Because after all, he was promised kavod. Kavod can be many, many different forms of honor. But he interpreted it clearly as Kesev showing that he had an insatiable spirit. This is appropriate any and all times of the year. Ouch. We find ourselves, unfortunately, again, that this coming Thursday is Shiva This coming Thursday is the day that the Romans, Yamach Shemam, broke through the walls of Yerushalayim and they started marching to the base on Migdash, which they then destroyed three weeks later on a Thursday this year, the commemoration of Tisha B'Av, when both base on Migdash were destroyed. This coming Thursday, next week, 
we have what is known as the beginning of the three weeks. Now, three weeks are literally designated by the term as found in Eicha. Perik 1, Pasuk Gimel, Korot Feha, Hesikuha, Bein HaMitzarim. Literally, all her pursuers, all the enemies looking to overtake her, overtook her in narrow straits. Bein HaMitzarim means literally narrow straits. However, the Medrash, Eicha Rabba, Chapter 1, paragraph 29, understands Benamitzorim to mean within the days of distress. And therefore, it refers to the days from the 17th of Tammuz until Tisha B'Av, for it's during these days that unfortunately spiritual forces of destruction were and are most potent and therefore let's understand that there are really three primary areas that these three weeks affect number one taking haircuts number two weddings in the Ashkenazic community because in the Sephardic community they are uh, more lenient weddings haircuts and music and no shechianu so just a little bit of some of the laws of the three weeks number one next Thursday those who can fast should fast those who Cannot fast, should not fast. That's very important. Ushmartem old, the nafsho sechem. Elderly and weak people should not fast. Elderly, if they're not up to it. And pregnant women, nursing mothers, again, don't have to fast. If it's going to be a challenge, no heroics. Very important. Okay. Interestingly, if there's a bris, Next Thursday, the father of the baby does fast, and a chassan kala who will be getting married, Mirz Hashem, prior to next Thursday, they too, T-O-O, also have to fast, you know, on that day. Some of the basic rules of the three weeks are that we don't cut a child's hair during the three weeks. And <clears throat> swimming, you should know, is permitted during the three weeks, even if one has not done so before this period. Now, listening to music is forbidden. So what does that mean? Concerts, operas, theater, listening to records, or any other form of musical entertainment. Okay, now, programs, sports events, other situation, camp, 
where the musical entertainment is incidental to the main event, they can be watched or attended until Rosh Chodesh of. A person who is a music teacher or a professional musician may play music during the three weeks. And one who is learning to play an instrument may practice. However, after Rosh Chodesh Av, it's preferable that this be done in a secluded place. One may sing songs without the musical accompaniment in private or at public meals if the meal is permitted during the three weeks. Okay, now weddings are prohibited during the three weeks. A wedding is permitted on Erev Shavuot Sabatamos next Wednesday afternoon. And if no other date was available, and once the wedding was performed during the day, the dancing can be continued into the evening. Okay? Now, during Sheva Brachos in the three weeks, you can sing and dance, but without the use of music, musical instruments. Now, new clothing, underwear, that do not require the blessing of Sheikh Yonu, can be bought or worn for the first time until Rosh Chodesh Av. But clothing that do require Shechianu may not be bought during the three weeks. However, if they were bought before, they may be worn for the first time on a Shabbos until Rosh Chodesh Av. <clears throat> One may not buy wear a talis for the first time during the three weeks okay now you can buy or wear new tefillin during the three weeks and any article that requires the blessing of Sheikh Yonu should not be bought during the three weeks so for example if a person is buying a car for personal use that requires a shechianu, and therefore may not be bought during the three weeks. However, a car that's bought for business purposes, or for the benefit of one's family, or I buy a car that has more than just one seat, because I want to be able to pick people up and take people to where they're going, okay, my own mitzvah mobile, that can be bought until Rosh Chodesh Av. So these are some of the basic uh, halachos of the three weeks. Let's just end by reminding us that the parsha speaks to us and the three weeks have to speak to us. And what does that mean? It means that each and every one of us should take this time personally and just as we yearn and pine for the public Beis HaMikdash, which is coming and it's only a question of time, we should take and follow that beautiful tefillah of Bilvavi Mishkon Evne. 
by my incorporating and making myself ideally into a walking mikdash that will help facilitate and how is that possible I'm going to end with my favorite thought on Parshas Bolak. It comes from the Ohev Yisrael, the Jew who has his name of his Sefer, Abbas Yisrael. He says, every Parsha contains Abbas Yisrael. Every Parsha contains this. So his Talmidim asked him, Oh yeah, Rebbe, what about Parshas Bolak? He didn't blink. And he says, Bolak, so they said to him, Rebbe, Vyohavta is with a Vav, and Bolok is with a base. Yes, the Lamid is Lereyacha, but Kamocha is with a Chaf, and Bolok is with the Kif. So how do you have Vyohavta, Reyacha, Kamocha in Bolok? And he said, if you're going to be so picky, you, if you're going to be so meticulous on the next person, you're never going to have Avas Yisrael. Let's be from the Talmudim of Avram Avinu. Let's look with a good eye. Let's find the good in each and everybody. Not, God forbid, looking at their Chisronos. And that will be one very important way to bring us to the third Bishamim. Shabbat Shalom to all.